In today's episode, we are discussing different ways we can help abused children and adults who were abused as children by getting involved in our community. Peace and light, family. This is Elegant Granny, your creator and host of the Proactive Eye podcast. April is the month, as a nation, we raise the awareness of child abuse. Last week, we talked about ways to help abused children and adults molested as children as they come forward disclosing what has happened to them. This week, our focus is to discuss how we are able to support them through our community involvement. Whether it's your time or resources, everyone has something to offer. Getting involved in your community not only has its benefits for the victims and survivors, there are benefits for you too. Listen closely as I share 10 of them with you. It strengthens the morale in your community, causing the level of stress, angst, and anxiety to go down, and safety and confidence in your community go up. And it gives you a better perspective of what is actually going on. It reinforces your compassion and understanding of issues going on around you. It gives you the opportunity to improve and leave your mark on your global and local community. And it also helps you to advocate for causes you feel passionate about. It has no time limit, so you can volunteer as much or as little as you please. It creates an opportunity and space for you to share your expertise. It helps you to find new interests and opportunities. From my experience, doors open for you as you volunteer. It helps build your social network. You may start off going from one thing to do and end up being drawn to something else you'd prefer to do or learn. Sometimes it even leads to that position you were looking for either on your job or in another place of employment due to gaining more skills. Gaining more skills add more value to what you already do. It helps to build skill sets. You are already able to utilize and strengthen those you have, and then you're also able to integrate them with new skills you learn as you become more involved in your community. Lastly, it looks great on a college application and even on your resume. I have listed seven different ways you can get involved in your community to support those affected by child abuse, whether they are still a child or are an adult who has suffered from child abuse. Number one is form a neighborhood association or work with an existing one to organize community events. When neighborhoods work together to create family fun activities, the community benefits as a whole and children feel a part of a bigger family. You can create a babysitting co-op. This is a way for families to help each other instead of paying a babysitter. Families trade time to babysit each other's children. Alleviating financial stress helps alleviate other stress levels, helping to reduce the chances, if not all, the likelihood of children being abused. You can assist with community and school initiatives to promote after-school activities. Arts, music, and sports activities 
have been shown to provide social benefits to adolescents recovering from child abuse and helps them form healthy relationships that prevent depression in adulthood. You can nurture a safe environment for the children to play. Speak to your local parks and recreation staff about park safety for children. Proper equipment and playgrounds for particular ages are very important. Find out if your community have any programs or posted resources to help the parks and recreation community. See if any of those resources need to be implemented and initiate them. You can encourage adults who were abused as children to seek treatment and support. It is said that different generations had different ways of rearing children. Some forms of punishment were abusive. You may hear some of these parents say, that's just how I was raised. Associations like Help for Adult Victims of Child Abuse, also known as HAVOCA, provide friendship, support, and resources for adult sufferers. Their link will be in the description in the show notes. You can learn the signs of child abuse. If you believe a child is suffering from abuse, don't second-guess yourself. Call the Child Help National Hotline at 1-800-4-A-CHILD. That's 1-800-422-4453. You'll also need to know the child's name and location, signs of abuse you have witnessed or told by the child, others you can who can attest to the abuse if possible, and the name and relationship of the person possibly harming the child in an abusive manner. You can also choose to rename anonymous when calling. You can volunteer at a local shelter. Even if you're like me and don't have children of your own but want to help, you can put your skills to use in a local children's shelter or a shelter that helps women with children who have left a domestic violence situation. Tutoring, gardening, and babysitting are all skills needed in this area. Now I am going to talk about my community involvement as I volunteer. I volunteer at a local shelter, at least pre-COVID-19. So while Sister Rona is out here living her best life, I'm going to remain at home until this is lifted. So until this is lifted, I'm going to share what I was doing. I supported those who call on the hotline looking for resources. Sometimes I donated my time relieving staff to attend mandatory meetings. I also help babysit if a mother needs to take care of some personal business without the children. I help with inventory, and once a month, I teach skills on how to handle finances with the women as well as coping skills with the children. Another way I volunteer in my community is with CASA, that is, court-appointed special advocate. I'm not a court-appointed advocate, but I do share my advocating for the children through a couple of fundraisers for the organization. The superhero run is my favorite. I loved watching everyone dressing up as their favorite characters, enjoying all the activities. The main activity is the 5K run or walk, which leads to prizes for each category. There are also prizes for the different categories of costumes. There are groups singing, dancing, and vendors with food or other resources to help children and adult sufferers, as well as businesses who support them. 
Last year was my first time getting involved and I had a great time. I definitely plan to do it again this year and already have my costume planned out. The other fundraiser I do with Casa is Casa Blanca. This is where we vet a lot of sponsors to raise money for a masquerade dinner. The auctions are for different items. You can either donate the items yourself or your business can donate them. And you can also help find other individuals in, in businesses willing to donate items to be auctioned off to raise money for the organization to continue supporting the children. Now, here's my most favorite way that I used to do to help. This is with families. I am big on families. So many years ago, when I was more involved in attending church, I used to segment the congregation to see who I was able to assist alleviating stress in their homes. It was my most favorite activity amongst anything else you could possibly get involved in within the church. Now, this wasn't something listed that they had for you to do. It was something I felt on the inside that was really needed. And it was. There are so many who go to religious organizations looking for peace. Sometimes that won't come with hearing what the minister has to say alone. Sometimes it involves someone who is empathic enough to say, I'll be that extended family member to lend a helping hand. Now, here is what I would do. I targeted couples, especially those with younger children who couldn't always afford babysitting services so they could go out and enjoy themselves as a couple. I specifically looked for those in the lower income brackets because I understood firsthand the dynamics of parents not having enough to do all the things most other parents are afforded in middle and upper class income brackets. So the stress levels were significantly higher with these particular people. I offered my babysitting services as a volunteer, of course, and told the parents they weren't allowed to come back for at least two hours. They deserved a break. I even allowed them to use my car if they needed to. This became so popular that I had to seek help, so I got some of my other single friends involved. It became such a big explosion that we had to actually organize what weekends we were available for, for which couple to support. You can see the positive effect it had on the children as well as the parents. They were able to enjoy being a couple while the children gained new skills or the ones of the parents in the school were already working with them on were reinforced. That wee bit of a break for the parents made a big difference. It also reduced the likelihood of abuse in the home. This is how I became granny. One of the children was unable to say God mommy, so he kept saying Gwammy until he was able to say granny. It caught on and everybody started calling me that. It was years later as I decided to start a blog that I used my affectionate name, Granny, and formed a business with it. Now you also have a little bit of the backstory of Elegant Granny. Hopefully, I have said something in this brief episode to help you be mindful of some things we are facing with our children in America and also with our adults who were harmed as children. To all who share in helping our children and adults who suffered this travesty as children heal from these nasty wounds, thank you ever so much. We really appreciate you. You are a great asset in this world, 
And it is especially important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let us know in the voice message on the Anchor app or by email at proactiveeye at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. We would love to hear your story and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. This concludes our last installment for Child Abuse Awareness Month series. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with us and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit our blog at bit.ly forward slash PE podcast blog. That is bit.ly forward slash PE podcast blog. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive Eye. And also on Facebook, the handle is at Proactive Eye Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit us again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family. Stay tuned for the next episode coming Friday. May the 1st, as we deliver our last installment of our first annual sexual violence awareness avocation.